Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. I cannot believe that we are back. It is Wednesday. Welcome back to Rookies and Rockstars with myself and the lovely Miss Prue. It is so good to be with you. We are, as always, doing life, doing things that are there to encourage you, to keep you motivated, and to also highlight and expose other South Africans who are doing wonderful things around our country, around the world. So welcome back. It's Wednesday. It's Starting to warm up, eh, Miss Prue? It is, How it nice. is. But earlier in the morning, it was just a bit breezy. It was a little but bit right breezy. right now, like, I'm feeling the summer coming. I'm feeling the summer coming. I am so feeling it. I know. It, it, it's, it is nice when it starts to warm up. I must be honest, though. It's been cool being pregos during winter. I can't imagine having done it in summer. Oh, oh my gosh. The it's, heaviness, the oh, sweating, the everything. It's so much better to be able to have layers to take off uh-huh. than to only have like one item <laughs> and you're still pushing huge beats. Gross. <laughs> so, no, it's been very cool to have it while it's been cold. It's nice. It's mm. way, and also. And I'm sure it keeps you warm at some point. Does yeah, it not? You don't realize how hot you get. Are you serious? I promise you the hormones make you not only go cray cray, but you also, your whole body is a total, <laughs> it's, it's madness, but it's wonderful. So yeah, welcome back. Tell us, you've been missioning around in cars and I know we can't mention the cars because we're going to big trouble, but I mean, you've been on road trips. <laughs> and, bay. Yeah. Tell me, what have you been doing? Look, we went to the King's party this past weekend. I was playing there. Yeah. Um, where, is, where was that? In Venda. <gasps> the King of Venda. He had a huge party. Everyone was there. So we all drove down because I got the bay, bay coop. I call it a bay coop. I can't exactly mention. No, you can't. Was, exactly. Cool. But it's the bay. So we <laughs> drove down to Venda with the bay and it was awesome. The kings know how to party. What? That's one thing I'll tell you. The kings know how to party. So how many people were there? Uh, I, when I was on stage, it looked like there was plus one, a thousand people. Flip, that's hectic. Plus thousands, so it was like hectic. And how many DJs were there? Was it only you or were there a few? Um, there was, there was not that many DJs, but it was from, it was me and Oskido from Joburg and then there were other resident DJs from, um, what's this place? Venda. So how far is that? I don't even know where Venda is. Is that a place? I don't even know, how far is that? Dude, it's like a five hour drive. Where is Venda? It's like going to Durban. It's like going from Johannesburg to Durban. I was is it like so Rustenburg way? No, it's like Bulogwani. You pass Bulogwani. Oh, okay, okay. That road. Exactly. It's in a place called Toyando. Cheapest creepers. Toyando. Eh? How, mm. did, how did they find you to get that gig? Do they just find you? No, look, I think social media and okay. people talking a lot about this and that. That's and true. I, I the do, DJ, I do you need to add your events. Dude, I do mixes on certain radio stations, which helps a lot because it gets yeah, the yeah. name out there. So that's how people got to know me. Nice. So dope. But so, enough about, and it's Women's Month. I'm so excited. I know. We get celebrated once a year. And this is that month where we are all like, woohoo. So exciting. So <laughs> exciting. And that's kind of what, what we're going to be chatting around today. It's, it's so encouraging to see what women in this country are doing, what women around the world are doing. And it's, I mean, it's, it's also a great time. We get to have Monday off, which is a bonus. <laughs> so it's the 9th of August is the actual woman's day for those of you who are not sure. So it's 9th of August, but we just wanted to chat around two different, we kind of looking at two different areas today. The first is we, we wanted to 
of the first theme is wine, which is so, mm. which is very woman, very woman like. <laughs> so we, we chose themes that we haven't really spoken around before. And I think that people often don't understand what goes into a product. Mm. You know, we go into Woolies, we go online, we order our wine, we do what we do. And no one really understands who's on the back end of those products, which is quite interesting, exactly. especially when, we, we're going to be chatting to one of our guests, Prezi Glamini. She's based in Stellenbosch, um, actually from KwaZulu-Natal originally. But just her story and how she's got to be where she is within the wine industry and how they mm-hmm. make the wines and do all those things. Because let's be honest, out of all of us here, wine's pretty – I don't drink wine a lot. I uh-huh. haven't been, obviously, now. Mm-hmm. I slipped the odd red wine in every now and again in the last eight and a half months. But, I mean, I'm not a – but they are wine massive, person. massive wine people. They are. I, I, I am a, a wine person. R- really? I, I love wine. I red, really love red wine. Red or what? I love white. Do you? I love white wine. Oh, Sometimes, no. occasionally red, but the red dry is just a bit too dry for me. Mm. But then I love – I really love wine. It's what I prefer, just sitting down and – um, sipping on if if you've had a long day or a long really? you know just you just want to sip on wine. That's so. And I that's why I'm actually have... excited with speaking to Crazy today, so she can tell us exactly the process of how wine is made and how she started in the wine industry. And it's I think it's going to be a very interesting um conversation with her. Yeah, absolutely. And how are you? Just before we get on to the wine situation, how is the growth of women DJs? Because I know you are mm. one, and we obviously always see predominantly Do black. Do you know you're also a DJ right now? Yes, <laughs> but I'm talking about on the decks, darling. The club DJ. Like, the club you know, one. Yeah, how, how's the growth going in our country around women DJs? Is it growing, or is it quite static? or? It's, it's, it's growing, mm? slowly but surely. Is it? Yes. You find there's a lot of women that, you know, as women, when you get to a certain point, you want to get married, you want to um, have certain things in your life, which could tend to um, make you sway off the main focus of what you wanted to achieve. So a lot of female DJs actually get to that route and it becomes um, something else. But then a lot of women are actually starting to come out now and starting to grace the decks. You can actually find a lineup of more than two female DJs of which you never had two years ago. You'd find maybe one or none at all. So at least there's that thing that's going on now. So it's, it's quite good. It's, it's good that it's growing because I think that's the challenge with women in this country. Um, when we chat later on about gender mainstreaming, the founder of it, Colleen Larson, often chats around when she says, you know, people have this obscure mindset of the fact that women can't do and women this and it's all about just what what women need to get over and, and uh, uh, more like angling it at the men and how mm, men mm. have isolated us from doing what we're doing. But we can't keep having that mentality. Like if if the market or the industry is dominated by a man, mm. it doesn't mean you can't become the DJ, right? Exactly. And there was this something that came out um, during the week by a statement by Angie Muchecha, yeah. I hope I said it correctly. Where Who is she? She's the education. Oh, sorry, I know. No, I'm bad. No, I'm, no. I'm, I know. No, I'm terrible. Geography, she's, geography, and politics. Yeah, I suck. She's she's the education minister. Yeah. She's from that uh, a certain political party. I don't, I don't want to get into politics because uh, it's not my thing. <laughs> okay, but what she said actually caught my attention when she said that um, there's a whole lot of male thing going on in the parliament mm. like a whole lot of men are are 
they want they want them to speak the way that they want them to. So you'll never find a woman minister or you'll never find a woman, not minister, you'll never find a woman chair in the parliament or a woman um, something in the parliament because they want the voices of the men to be heard more than the voices of the woman. So which is something that she's trying to fight right now. Sure. Deep. No, that's hardcore fight. Look, it is so yeah, deep. Yeah, but we need, a, we, we need, and it mustn't be, like, the only thing that freaks me out is it mustn't be conflict. Mm. It must just be around understanding your roles and knowing that no one's better than the other, but you've got different roles to fill. Exactly. But women are, and this is where the conversation near the end of the show will be interesting because mm-hmm. I think sometimes women tend to lean a little bit more onto the victim side and that's, you know, the victim status is over. It's just like race. I don't think, we've got to, Anyway, yeah. yeah. No. Let's not go but there. We'll, we'll, we'll Let's talk not about go there. It's, 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 it's Women's Day and we, we are wanting to try and get Praisey on the line. I'm not sure if she's there yet. Is she, is she with us yet? No, no, she's not. Uh, okay, so we'll wait, we'll wait for Praisey, but I mean, just, just to, to go into it and, and maybe we'll, we'll, have a chat with our, with our ladies who are in studio with us now and we'll, we'll come back to, to Praisey once she's on the line. But I did mention it just now that one of the things we want to chat around is, is gender mainstreaming. And it's quite an interesting word because I think that, um, in, in our country, there was a lot of talk around gender equality and woman versus man. And that's, I think what this initiative and this whole, Awards ceremony and, you know, initiative that Colleen has set up with, with the, the partners is about. And so there are three lovely ladies who can introduce themselves to you. So let's start on the left. I'm Audrey Duplessis. I'm from T Systems and head up the strategy and transformation area at T Systems South Africa. And 2014 Finalist, winner. Yes, we were the um, gender mainstreaming champions actually in Woo-hoo! 2014. I saw that photo up at T Systems when I was there at your event. It was awesome. So we can chat a little bit more around what that meant. And then we've got no, uh, I'm, oh, no I'm so bad. I'm such a white person. I'd rather uh, let you say it in I'll case. I'll introduce myself, Jade. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Nana Matigane. I'm a partner at PwC. I'm the diversity and inclusion leader. At PwC, we're the main sponsors of the Gender Mainstreaming Awards for the past three years. Nice. And then we'll, we'll just to, we'll just introduce our last guest, but we'll come back to you about gender mainstreaming and what it is and what it's doing in this country and how it's actually highlighting the right kind of, you know, progression forward. Um, just back to, it's Nona. Nana. 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 Don't, don't, you know, isn't that like an affectionate term also, like in the black culture? I often get, Miss Prue sometimes calls me Nana. Nana means, you know, someone small, like a Nuna baby. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, wow. Okay. So gender mainstreaming, let's, let's chat gender mainstreaming and let's talk about why it started and then perhaps why you guys chose to partner with it. Okay. Um, of course, uh, gender mainstreaming is an initiative of Business Engage, uh, uh, Colin Lassin. And uh, as PwC, the reason why we wanted to be part of it is because we understand um, the business case for gender mainstreaming. I mean, we're in a professional services environment where people um, effectively are greatest asset, if I can put it that way. Our people are as important as our clients. 
So in that process, we do understand that uh, without uh, proper strategies, without proper diversity strategies, you basically don't don't really have a business. You might not be sustainable. And, and I think it links to to where the world is going. We currently are dealing with uh, with the mega trends that are disrupting businesses. We currently um, um, uh, looking at businesses that are um, are being challenged on a daily basis in, in in moving forward. So you actually do need diverse skills. You need uh, diverse competencies. You need diverse views at every stage. I think in your business or every level in your business. And and that's the business rationale really for 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 um, for having a diversity strategies and and I think as PwC we wanted to show our commitment to to that gender diversity space and and the, the idea that then business engage came with which also is leaning on the fact that it is not purely about uh, recognizing or, or rewarding rewarding companies for diversity strategies it's really trying to push the business case for companies to transform it's trying to show companies that if you don't transform if you don't embrace diversity if you don't have that you actually will be left behind because even uh, uh, talent currently when they're on the market looking for employers, the first thing they are asking is, do you have a, a diversity strategy? What's your plans when it comes to diversity? So they're asking about that. So if you're a company and you, you, you're lagging behind there, you might be left behind. So that's why we, we got involved. So so we like the idea that uh, gender mainstreaming is really driving for that transformation. Uh, so it's really more than just uh, recognizing and rewarding companies for 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 uh for 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 the, for having those strategies i think the other thing of course because we uh, that was initially when we we thought about uh, um supporting them and uh, going forward we of course have seen we of course have seen uh, what it's done i mean uh, you have here uh, uh, our previous winner from t systems and uh, uh the other winner in the other year ppc We've seen how uh, it motivated them actually to to intensify their efforts when it comes to uh, gender mainstreaming as well as increasing investments. And I think what I liked more is that most entities that had lagged behind were so encouraged that uh, this year when when we looked at the entrants, a lot of them said, you know, we were there last year and we saw what other companies are doing. We were so motivated. So we've got our plans in place now. We're starting and you have entrants that maybe didn't win who said who came back this time and said, actually, we've now done a bit more. We've seen that. Uh, this is so why we awesome. felt that we've done a bit more. So I think it's just motivating uh, um, uh, organizations. And I think we need to understand that it's all about, uh, um, remember, organizations have to invest to drive um, uh, gender mainstreaming. So without them seeing that benefit and the gender mainstreaming is all about showing them that benefit, the business case and, and the return they're going to get. I also picked up on that when, when I was, you know, I was very lucky to have been invited to to an, an event recently and although the focus wasn't gender mainstreaming it's so interesting to see how Colleen with you partners and with the participants the winners even the people who don't always win um, it's so encouraging to see how it's being handled because I think if something as sensitive as gender is handled the right way that's when we find you know the progress that's needed so we're just going to um, switch over and see if if Daisy is is there with if, Daisy Praisy if Praisy is there with us now is Praisy on the line yet no we're still battling to get hold of her we will get hold of her shortly so let's let's carry on around this discussion because I think this is is really quite relevant to, to what's going on in our country right now so 
Um, Linda, from your, it was Linda. Lindy. Lindy, sorry, close, close. Got a, I've got, I've got full on porridge brain. You're eh? pregnant, so, it's fine. So I've got, you, yeah. <laughs> I've got all the excuses in the world. Sorry, we missed your introduction earlier. You are the 2015 current finalist. One of, the, in one of the categories, we were the finalists for the investing in young women. For 2015. Okay, so because I know there's quite a few categories, I know you don't know them all because it's not, you know, your particular area is investing in young women. And what is what does that mean? So, um, from a Manpower South Africa point of view, we have a, a, a BE partner that specialises in that are responsible for educating youth. And um, 65% of the students of this institute that we have partnered with are young women. So through our BE partnership, this this um, this uh, institution has it, we get twenty five percent shareholding in manpower, which means twenty five percent of our profits are being invested into educating the youth, of which sixty five percent are young women, and and that's the reason why we decided to 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 enter this category. And not only that, from a manpower South Africa point of view, we're very fortunate. Now, whole senior management team is made up of women. And we've also embarked on a mentorship program for seven young ladies from the institute to develop them either to stay within Manpower or to develop them for our clients. So we're very much involved in developing a pipeline of young women for the future. When so, you, sorry, go, go. No, go. When you say, when you say um, to stay within Manpower, as, do you mean that you're training them to be um, as good as leaders that men are or... Manpower no, Manpower South Africa is the organization. Oh, yeah. So oh, we're a cool. staffing solutions company. So we've our senior management team has embarked on a mentorship program with these young students mm-hmm. to expose them to our business and every facet of our business. So we may be fortunate enough, enough to retain them or we may be developing a pipeline, as I said, for our clients because mm. we're in the business of placing people in the world of work. So at the same time, we're developing a pipeline for our clients. As so well. now you're one of the finalists in this category, correct? Mm-hmm. And so who else is who else is within that category? Do you know? I actually don't. Oh, do you not have? Okay, no, I don't know who my <laughs> your rivals my, are. Yeah, my <laughs> rivals. <laughs> finalists are. <laughs> okay. And um, how from from your from your side from a um, yeah, porridge feed me your name. So from um have you have you noticed um like Nana was saying how she's noticed the teams or the participants have upped their game since last year to this year. Um have you been involved at all um being one of the winners from last year or do you just how does it work? Yeah, it's actually been quite an amazing uh, journey for us as an organization. Um when we entered last year into the gender mainstreaming um awards we entered into quite a number of categories and I can still recall that they were saying we must get more than one table and we just thought that it was an event that we entered into and didn't really expect to be the the champions at the end. Um, And it's really opened quite a number of doors for us as an organization. I think every organization at the end of the day needs to look at things from a business perspective and even with a number of the BE things that we all need to abide by, we've looked at a nation-building journey and embarked on a nation-building journey where we wanted to look at inclusive transformation. And that inclusive transformation's really then got three areas. We've looked at very much youth. We've also focused on gender. And then we also obviously look at the race areas. And now we've also started including disability as a fourth element into our nation-building journey. And with this, we've then really said that we need to look at all the levels of the organization. So we've gone from an ICT academy that we've got in city center, and we've also got a rural one in the Hazy View. 
um, through to an internship program, through to the creation of smaller entities, one in Bumalanga that can actually service companies there. But we also realized that we needed to do things from the top. So we've changed our board drastically, as well as our exco is very much um, gender representative at this point, as well as obviously race, as um, as I've indicated. And in a number of ways, the Gender Mainstream Awards have opened doors for us to be able to engage with other companies that got the same value structure that we do. There's any one of us, and I'm sure you guys here on the radio um, or online really, got so many discussions about the country. And there's so many things that we can't change, but there's a lot that we can change. Absolutely. And we've really then made a decision to say, let's stop talking about all the things that other people can do, and let's see where we can make a difference, some things that's in our control. And the Gender Mainstreaming Awards last year then really just enabled us to have different discussions with different companies that feel exactly the same as we do. And ultimately, our objective is to now start connecting the dots. Mm. Because if two companies have got exactly the same objective, but they work together, we can really multiply the output for the country. Mm. So we've also, after the last year's Gender Mainstreaming Awards, had a number of discussions with BPS. Uh, um, it was, no, 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 you must help me now. No, the last the year's P- winners. P- it P- was BPC. Oh, sorry, I'm saying PPS, no. PPC. <laughs> um, PPC, and they've engaged with us on where we can also work together. So, um, sorry, I just want to understand. Yes. So, the I've I'm very uh, I'm very privileged that I'm going to be able to be sitting at a table with one of um, Colleen's members. Mm-hmm. So, this year will be my first year attending the actual awards, and I have no doubt that Mrs. Larson is putting on some spectacular event, but. Just want to understand, so when you, you all talk about entering from an organization point of view, do you all win your categories as that organization or do they win it as individuals? So, so like with Lindy, if you've sponsored the young girls, are there individuals in that group and then you award them as Manpower SA, the the prize? No, uh, the prize will go to Manpower South Africa for our initiatives with the young women. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yes, okay, just okay. to add on there, Jade, it, the, the, the awards I think are a bit different from, from the other awards in the market where it's individuals that are being recognized. This is really uh, patting the companies on the back to say nice. you are investing in programs because let's, let's face it, if we want to, to make progress in, in, in gender mainstreaming, they work for companies. So those mm. organizations are the ones that need to, to be comfortable to, to, to put an investment on the table to drive that. So, so it's saying to these companies, well done for these efforts mm-hmm. that you are doing in this space. So you, we're recognizing the companies themselves. How do you go by, by selecting the different companies that you feel are, are to be elected to be part of the, the process of the, to be part of the awards um, ceremonies? It's actually an open process, Miss um, um, Prue. It's an open process. There's, there, there's, I think, uh, on the press, uh, print media, I think, as well as uh, as uh, um, broadcasting, if, if I remember well, uh, there's calls for entries. So companies then will, and, and I mean, there's details on the different categories. There's about seven, eight categories. So there's details on the categories in terms of how you qualify mm. for that specific category. So, so companies really put themselves forward for that. They nominate themselves. And from that process, then it gets collated. And then um, there's a judging panel, of course, that will then look 
at all of those afterwards to do the judging and and that process is quite tedious we call them in we sit down with them they present uh, um their strategy to us they present what exactly they're doing as a company we question them we grill them <laughs> wow <laughs> i can vouch for that by the way <laughs> it's quite a lengthy process it, it's a lengthy process so oh. we question but them but it's also we good them, in a sense yes. you know yes. because i think that the not the serious so much but Seriousness so much, but the professionalism and exactly. where this initiative mm. and movement is going, exactly. it needs to be the quality, yes. you know, quality people. And I must say, when you're looking at the women in boards uh, category, which is a category of women, you know, at the highest level of the business, actually CEOs of companies come and sit and present what the plan of management and the board itself is to uh, to mainstream women at that level. So, so they take it that seriously. Wow, we're gonna we're gonna carry on with you three ladies. After this, we finally managed to get Prazy on the line. Shay, I'm sorry, we've had a little bit of a challenge here, but we've we, th- we think we've got it right. Prazy, are you there? I'm, I'm here. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Sorry. Thanks for being patient. We had a little bit of a challenge on our side, but we finally got to check to you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. And how are you? I'm very well. How is Stellenbosch today? Are you? Is it beautiful or is it rainy? At least today, it's not as cloudy as yesterday and as cold. But I must say, you must need to have a jersey and a scarf on you to survive the day. <laughs> Sounds like Cape Town. <laughs> it is. I think we're getting the winter just towards the end of winter. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's, uh, you know, I always say in Cape Town, it doesn't matter how cold or how rainy. It's so pretty that you can tolerate it, hey? Yeah, no, no, no. We we love this, and then also we love our summers. <laughs> so, Prezi, we we're just interjecting. We've been having quite an in-depth conversation with three other lovely ladies here who are chatting gender mainstreaming. And as we discussed, your story fascinated us because it is Women's Month. It's Women's Day on Sunday, and yes. we just wanted to chat to you because your story is quite an unusual one, in in just how. You got to where you are and, and how you're involved now with the winemaking at the farm. And I just want to chat to you a little bit about, about the story before you got there because I see here that you actually are originally from KwaZulu Natal. That's correct. <laughs> yes. Um, well, basically, I am originally from KwaZulu Natal and in a small town called Mpangeni. Hmm. Um, I've been born and bred and studied, uh, went to school there up until high school. And how I got introduced into the winemaking is um, through the National Department of Agriculture. They were running a pilot program by the time I was doing my matric year, which is 2003. And uh, they were targeting schools that were best performing and then getting the top five students and then taking them to varsity to actually study school uh, skill, uh, careers that were of scar skills, they were calling them. And then they came to my high school and we were selected and we were sent through the career program as well to see what you can actually take or study in the agriculture. Because, I mean, everyone has a stigma when you, when you talk about agriculture that it's like farming, who wants to do farming, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, so no, ngo- <laughs> no goonies and maize, hey? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, we went through the whole career um, expo and then I, I was fascinated about winemaking and... Um, and I realized that actually I can go study it. I can make it a profession, you know. And, and it's a lifestyle that actually you can make money out of and at the same time enjoying what you do. Um, but then at that stage, I didn't know what it was, you know. I, I just said if I looked at the people stumbling with their feet, uh, the grapes with their feet, I was like, okay, <laughs> I can do that. 
And I mean, obviously, come my background, not knowing wine at a young age or not even exposed to, to wine. I mean, I come from a Christian family. So obviously, alcohol is a no-go. Um, and then I said, you know, I would like to actually learn more about it. And it, it's been like a practical work. And I like practical things. I like hard working. So then I chose winemaking. But I see, I see here that you, you went home for the holidays and it was almost a, a, a no, a no go to come back. It was a little bit overwhelming for you and your mom then sat you down and said, Praisey, you're getting back on that bus. Yes, you know, it, 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 it's, it's up until when I, I was watching the video being played, it was so nice, so fascinating. I wanted to do it. But the moment I didn't know what light ahead, I, I, I just, I, I just wanted to go. And when I got to Cape Town for the first time, and I was on my own, so I was overwhelmed, and I was like looking around me. There's actually no black people. There's no one I can relate to. You know? Yeah, you left all the Zulus behind in Mpangeni, I'm afraid. <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, what did I get myself in? So then, okay, fine. You know, I've got a very strong personality. So I said, all right, we can go through this. And then two months down the line, when I was supposed to go home for Easter holidays, I packed everything. I didn't tell anyone that I'm not coming back. When I got home, and then it's time for me to come back, and I said to my mom, I am not going back. I can think of doing something else, but I'm not going back. But then it wasn't what I was studying. It was the environment that I was in mm. that made me not want to go back. Absolutely. Um, it's horrible. Yeah. So then my mom said, you know what? I don't know what other options you have. But there's no option. You are going back, whether you like it or not. So obviously then she had to be a parent and then I had to actually obey. Then I came back and then I said, you know, looking back, and I said, she actually made the right choice for me. And she helped me realize that by coming back and then I made it work. Because I said, if I, co- if I go back, it's either I take it all in or I fill around and fail and go back home. So then, and I said, my, my mom's there's no room for actually going back home. So then I, I, I pushed, I studied, it was difficult, you know, um, mm. having to learn in Afrikaans, your lectures, and only having to rely on your textbook for, for, for your studies, you know, and then if you needed um, to, to explain to or learn more, you had to make an extra time for the lecture, because majority of the students, they were Afrikaans, so obviously then um, the lectures were given in, in, in the language. But... Um, now, I say actually as well, you learn very hard the things that lies ahead in front of you because if I didn't get exposed to Afrikaans at that stage, probably I wouldn't even learn the language. And then mm-hmm. now having to work in a farm with farm people who are mostly Afrikaans and you have to explain the work to the person in the language they understand for it to be done correctly. So now it's actually helping me, you know. Back then I thought I'm being tortured. I want to go back. But now, uh, looking back, I'm thinking, actually, it helped me. I didn't know that. And now it's putting me in a better position to be a manager, a supervisor to people that I can actually speak to as well, which is beneficial. Praise it's Prudence here. Hello. Hello. I know that the, the industry has a lot of male in it. How has it been like being a woman in this type of industry that you're in? Well, I'm not going to come apart and say it's easy. Um, winemaking is not an easy job, uh, and regardless of what gender you are, mm. because it, 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 it's more physical work, especially during harvest time. It takes a lot from you. Long hours that you have to put in, you get tired, and you have to also adjust to, to seasonal work. Mm. So 
regardless of your gender, it takes ta- it takes some some toll on you. But also being a woman, if I think it has, you have to have a very strong personality for you to be able to withstand. Because if you're not that strong, believe you me, you're not gonna crack it or you're not gonna survive. So, but the nice thing about where I work is that we work all together as a team. Mm-hmm. So having all us all working together, I really, I barely feel that I'm actually a woman because it's, wherever you go, there's always someone there to help you. And at the same time as well, I'm a woman. I've got my other expertise that I help them. So it's a mutual benefit between us. And the thing that drives us here at the cell is that we have a common goal of achieving good quality wines and making sure that the public or the customer enjoys those wines. So every day we strive towards our goal of making good wine. So then the time of actually saying you are female, you are male is actually non-existent. And the only time I'll say I feel that I'm actually a female and I feel underprivileged is when they are talking sports. <laughs> on a Monday morning and it's been a rugby weekend, there's um, Tour de France going on, there's tennis. I mean, I'm telling you, it's like the sport, sport, sport. And then you feel like, actually, you need to catch up. So you can like this. So yeah. crazy. In the next five or so years, do we, can we expect a, um, a wine brand from you? <laughs> I don't even have someone to say that. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I'm working in a, in, a, in a company where there's bigger opportunities. And the nice thing about the wine industry is that it's forever changing. There's always evolution, there's innovation, there's things being changed, there's new technology. Um, it's like sky's the limit when it comes to learning all new things about winemaking and improving your your, 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 your standards. Mm. So in the next five years, I see development in the same field I'm at, probably working for the company. Um, there's more opportunities coming up, and I'm looking forward to them as challenging. Uh, maybe in the future, I'm not sure how near the future is, <laughs> I might come up with a brand, but... Um, when I was still doing the training, the internship with the Cape Winemakers Guild, I got a, I got to make my own wine, which actually had my name on the label. Wow. It was auctioned every year when it's a Cape Winemakers Guild auction, which is actually taking place now in August. Wow. Um, and then for me, then that gave me a sense of belonging. You know, it gave me sort of a teaser, like how it feels like to own something. <laughs> and um, so I, definitely in the future, that, that will be the pipeline but so for now I think um, being at the cell there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of things I still need to explore and a lot that I think I need to learn still yeah and and just praise you just in closing because we, we we're going to run out of, of of time but just to to just ask you because I, I I think that the obviously the Zonnebloom range of wines must be incredible I haven't actually tasted them yet I see that there's just two things I'd, I'd like to to hear from you one that you've created a tasting group and are now a mentor and almost trainer to other people how how is that going <laughs> it's a challenge <laughs> But um, the one thing that drives me is that I've got to where I am at the moment because of the people that that push me to be up. And um, and then when I got here, I said, you know, I've got some time. And I, I've got a, a child of three years, um, but that's not enough for me. It doesn't stimulate me enough. 
And I said, there's not a better, there's not a better way to stay motivated and stimulated than to share a nice bottle of wine with your peers or even with the other people. Mm. Um, and then that then got me thinking that why don't I just start a tasting group? And nice. then mm. that actually, if you go around tasting and you buy a nice bottle of wine, you actually want to share with someone then you can, you can learn from or uh, explore the journey of enjoying that wine with. And I've actually, but at two, there's one where I've got a group of people that's almost my age, mm-hmm. and then who are also young winemakers who just started in the wine industry who works in different areas. Um, and then I've got the other one with the uh, older established winemakers who actually have been fellow masters. Then it's different because in the, in the other group, I get to learn. I get yeah, to explore different things. And with the younger group, I get to see what trends, what is vibing. What oh, is nice. Mm. So there's a complete so then, balance. Yes. You, you sort of keep the balance of both. Because if you are working in your own area or your own farm and you don't get to expose yourself outside, I think you miss out. Yeah. Because it's happening out there. And when you share ideas of what this other person did to come up with this style of wine, it's amazing what you can learn there. So it's, for me, it's, it's more, more for my own... Um, development but at the same time also sharing with other people and them also developing and being exposed to different things that's and excellent it's amazing yeah yeah and and it's it's so encouraging to see because often i don't think we know what's going on in all the different industries in this country so we just want to say congratulations to you and and on this career in the winemaking industry i think that Distel should value you as a major asset because to have women um who are this passionate about developing their product and doing the tastings and mm-hmm. helping other people grow you growing it's it's really is such an incredible thing and also to just see your story from where you came from to what you're doing now we just want to say congratulations um from us at rookies and rock stars and we'll we'll keep we'll keep you we'll keep an eye on you and we'll definitely make sure that we expect a sample in the post mm. <laughs> <laughs> so you better I, tell I, them with your name on it I think then we must start with a Zona Bloom one, okay? So Definitely. Oh, we don't care what wine. Just send us someone. We don't even mind if you didn't stomp on it with your own bare feet. Just send us someone. No, I, I think we start with Zona Bloom. So at least you get a sneak peek of what you expect in the future. Awesome. So when I come knocking with my brain, you actually go grab it because you know what I'm saying. All right, Prezi. It's been great chatting to you. Well done and, and keep up the good work there. And congratulations. I'm, so, I'm sure your mom is very proud of you and the fact that you took that Translux back yeah. to the farm. Yeah. <laughs> we will we will keep in touch. We will share the podcast on our on our Facebook pages as well as you can also down them on, download them on cliffcentral.com. But nice Thank chatting you. to you and we will keep an eye on, on what you're doing and what you're making. Thank you very much and thanks for having me. Okay. And I hope Thank that, you. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lovely day for you ladies. Awesome, Prezi. And enjoy women, Happy Women's Month as well. Yes, <laughs> to you too. Thanks. We Thank will be you. back. Thanks so much, Prezi. We will be back after this. Have a little jingle and then we will continue talking to the three lovely ladies in the studio regarding gender mainstreaming and what awards are coming up and what our country is doing to just create some awareness around that within the corporates. Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to Rookies and Rockstars. What an interesting morning from wines and listening to people's stories around around how they've built up their career in, in that industry to having three lovely women with us in studio talking gender mainstreaming, which I think is a very positive mm. and 
what's the what's the word? Not the right word, but it's it's a word that I think is far more effective, mm-hmm. as it were, than saying gender equality. Because yeah. I think that was what was pumped down our throats for so long. For so long, yeah. That gender mainstreaming just seems so much more positive and more you it's, know it's forward like, moving. It's lighter. It's like yeah. a whole lot of voids has been like lifted, and <laughs> exactly. we're just talking about something that's more natural. Exactly. Yeah. So we we do have three different women from three different organisations who are completely. Supportive of Colleen Larson's initiative called Gender Mainstreaming Awards And it's been interesting to hear their take On the different areas Or or different categories that they're all involved in One of them being an award winner From last year from T-Systems And then uh, Lindy representing Manpower SA Who are now in one of the finalist categories For the 2015 awards And then Nana from PwC Who are one of the most Amazing partners for the initiative and their whole take on diversity and gender mainstreaming and partnering with Colleen has been incredible. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing it in the people who are coming out of the initiatives and coming out of the awards having a way forward. And so we just want to, Nana, we, I'll start with you and then just to recap from each of you. In South Africa, as Andre, as Andre, as Andre said earlier, there are a lot of things we can't change in South Africa, but there's so many positive things that we can, that we can build up, that we can highlight, that we can make people aware of. In your view, not only from a PwC point of view, but from a gender mainstreaming point of view, are you finding that these kinds of initiatives are starting to do their job? Um, yes, Jade. I think uh, I'll answer that question twofold. Okay. I think, uh, firstly, there's definitely progress. Uh, we've seen, I was actually amazed. This was the first time that I had to sit uh, um, in that process of the of judging. So I, I listened to a number of the, the presentations and I was amazed. I mean, uh, some corporates are actually putting, uh, you know, putting on the table quite significant sums of money to, to come up with programs and initiatives that are developing women from now the, you know, the grassroots from the low level and, and, and these women growing up in the organization, going through the ranks. So I think there, there is, there is definitely progress. And, and, and another area of progress is, is I think, um, organizations as well are starting to see gender mainstreaming. And I think it's, it's maybe these terms, you know, when, mm. when it was a, a whole gender diversity issue, it was seen as this fluffy mm. women, mm. women kind of club. Feminism yeah. <laughs> so now, so now gender mainstreaming uh, brings that whole business uh, imperative thing to it. So so I think most companies are starting to see it and, and the assigns. I mean, um, uh, beginning of the year, we had uh, issued a global CEO survey from PwC and that indicated that uh, compared to 2011, which was what, four or five years ago, in 2014, 64% of the CEOs have now said we actually have diversity and inclusion strategies in place. And 13% mm. were saying we will put this in place and we can see what it's doing to our profitability and all of that. And then, uh, and then, um, then the second one that I want to say is, of course, we're not out of the woods yet. There's still, there's still a, oh, yeah. a long way to go. No, and, yeah. and, and I think where the problem is, is we've got these brilliant initiatives at the bottom, which are trying to accelerate development. However, I think companies need to still sit back and plan and have concrete, firm plans on how then, uh, they convert these women that move up to senior manager levels to now the executive levels. Cause I think that's where then it gets, uh, that's it. It gets mm. stuck. The grooming so, so process. It's, 
it's really build them up but what do you have planned then to make sure that uh, when openings come you you can actually fill an opening with a, with a and have it sustained. get them ready mm-hmm. uh, so so it, it it really requires support it requires a proper mentoring on the job training job shadowing and and all those kind of initiatives mm. nice and mm. lindy i think what i liked about what we we chatted about earlier is that your organization is looking at it from a perspective with I mean, from partnering with gender mainstreaming, they're looking at it as developing these young girls and young students and actually not only benefiting the students, but also benefiting your clients. Well, exactly. And and I think it's very important to understand that gender mainstream is a business initiative. It's not a woman's initiative. And I think that's what companies need to realize as well. So we're driving it from the point of view that if we build up a talent, like we have a skill shortage in our country, we also have a shortage of, of young women. And unless mm-hmm. we take the initiative of investment and then build up our pipeline, we then come into, we've got this pipeline of young women that we can then feed into our clients who then can embark on their programs to develop these young women into leadership positions. So there's got to be a starting point because we just don't have all these women sitting in these, in these uh, management positions that we could just actually move up. We need to be developing right from the, the grassroots. So that's where we come in. We're starting from the bottom and building these, these young ladies up. And, 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 and the past couple of years, how has women coming into the industry, how, how do you see it changed? How has it changed actually? Like has it changed for the better or like are women now starting to get to that point where men are and starting to do that thing? I definitely believe there's been a change in terms of women moving into senior positions, but it's mm. all about about us women feeling strong enough and believing in ourselves that we can actually take that position because I think a lot of us hold back yeah. because, you know, we've had, we're the moms, we're the, we take care of our children. Can we actually do that role? But if you believe in yourself, there's just no reason why we can't actually step into the roles and we definitely are seeing a change in that direction because mm. women want that. And, I, and I'm glad to see that a lot of women are actually starting to balance their womanhood, their work life and being CEO and being a wife and being a mother and everything else. <laughs> exactly. And just lastly, Audrey, from you, obviously, uh, T-Systems was the winning, the winning, the winners from last year, which is very exciting. And I know that you, the organization itself is developing different areas that are growing people, developing people. Are, are they on board for this for as long as they can be because of what it's doing for the people that they're developing? Um, Jade, in the area, as I said, that we've got control over. <clears throat> And in the ICT area, we really want to empower. Um, and we want to take the ladies that Lindy has spoken about and in the area that we can give them opportunities. So for us, this year's Gender Mainstreaming Awards, we're going to take the banner <laughs> and hand it over to a new winner, a new champion. And together as Business South Africa, we can then take hands and can start connecting the dots to be able to make a difference in South Africa from diversity perspective, because I think we've got a lot to give. And if we can just connect the dots of the magic of everyone, then we can change our country. Yeah. And just from hearing, I think it was your CEO talk Mm -hmm. at the 33% club, club. just to hear how he speaks about his people and his team. And it's so awesome to hear that that's how people are still, you know, conversing and dialoguing internally because often what goes on internally is very different to what goes on externally mm. so it's it, it's such an awesome organization and i'm so glad that all three of you corporates and all the corporates involved with the gender mainstreaming are backing it because that's often what doesn't happen and people fail to realize that the reality is funds 
still help progress, you know, whether you're in a church, whether you're in an initiative, whatever you're doing. So thank you because it is, it's our country and our, I mean, from, from a manpower SA point of view, it's our young girls. It's where it starts with the youth. youth. That was Mandela's whole mission, you know, and, and if you start with the youth and then you develop them up, it's, it's so encouraging and so motivating. So we just want to say thanks and good luck for this year's awards. I'm very, very okay. excited to be there at, at one of the tables. So I'll keep an eye out for who the winners are. I'll be rooting. And uh, just, yeah, congratulations on, on being winners, on being finalists and just doing and, and being a part of change in the country. Because I think a lot of people stand back and watch and are quick to point fingers, but not often are people actually proactively involved in the forward movement. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank it's you. been thank very, you. very interesting. We'll definitely very. have you back after the awards to find out who won and who the new winners are and what the plans are for the next fiscal. But just, yeah, I think, Miss Prue, we need to do something. You and I. No, we do. No, we're not proactive enough, eh? <laughs> I feel scum. I feel scum, yeah. Look, look, we got to, we have to do something. We've we got to move beyond it's, just it's giving away second-hand clothes. You know what I mean? <laughs> the country needs us. <laughs> look, so, we, at least now we know we've identified it and we're going to do it. Exactly. So mm-hmm. thank you again for, for coming in and for, for you out there, if, if you've had any any inclination to want to get hold of these ladies, we'll share their contact info with you. But it is under Gender Mainstreaming Awards or the Business Engage website where you can get hold of any of the corporates to find out if you can become part of a program or enter for next year. Right now, though, we will look forward to Animal Central who are coming up next chatting. Well, we never know what they chat. We've had... Uh, cheetahs, lizards, birds, owls So we never know what they're going to bring in But enjoy Animal Central next We will have our podcast up later this afternoon So do get involved Download that if you haven't been able to listen to us now And as we always say Stay positive and be the best version of who you can be Bye Unreal Uncensored Unradio Cliffcentral.com